but it always takes somebody like outside of an industry to come in and say, okay, this is how we move forward. Like the people who started an Airbnb, they didn't come from the hotel industry. If they did come from the hotel industry, they would see all the red tape on why you can't just rent out your house to somebody. Or Elon Musk didn't start working at Ford or he wasn't like in cars. He's a tech guy. He's like, yo, why can't we just put some tech on a car and just make that joint go? If the if there was like executives at Ford Motor Company or Jet or um or I don't know Honda or whatever, they would probably see all the reasons why you can't have a car run by itself. Mm-hmm. But because someone's not in it, they're outside of it. They're like, oh, why don't we just do this? So it's it's been really it's been a really really cool experience, and I realized that um, I hired a lot of people, and um, I hired them because I had the money. But like more people don't necessarily mean a more efficient business. It mm-hmm. means like a less efficient business because it's just more people. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Social Brew Podcast. I'm here. Donnie's here. We're going to help you as entrepreneurs get through your journey. It's a journey of entrepreneurship, ain't it? Entrepreneurship is a whole never ending journey. It just never ends. It never ends. You know, it never even ends. Like if you sell your company, it just doesn't end. Yeah. Mm-mm. Why doesn't it? It should. It should. Thank you so much, Father. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, there we go. I feel like I'm raising you in this entrepreneurship. You are ra- right. You are raising me <laughs> in this entrepreneurship space. You are so funny. What's the biggest le- lesson you learned from last week, Shans? The biggest lesson I learned was that um, I am more capable than I give myself credit for. Mm. I really am, and I'm going through like uh like team transitions and stuff like that and i i realized that i've i've been too reliant on people to do just like do stuff because i don't be wanting to do admin stuff i don't be wanting to think about funnels i don't be thinking about the connection all that kind of stuff but now i'm really digging in and i've been finding so many holes in my business because I've actually had to do this stuff and get in it. So now I know how to um, more properly hire for what I'm looking for. So tell me about like a hole that you've noticed that that was really eye opening for you. So we're doing a a restructuring. So I have a whole bunch of companies mm-hmm. that like do different things. Like one company is the payroll company. They that company is set up strictly to pay people. There's another company that's set up just for IP. There's another company that's set up for my real estate investments, but there's another company that's set up for my collaboration, my collaborative real estate investments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The restructuring, like you need, um, it's called um, intercompany agreements because like my main company who has, what has the money, may fund something, but that's a loan to that other company. So you have to have these agreements in place. And for the last year, probably more than that, like none of the agreements have been set up. The um, We have the, the org chart and the flow chart of what everybody's supposed to be doing, but it's almost like it's been taking a year to actually move forward. Mm-hmm. So now that the person that was in that position that was supposed to be doing that is no longer there. Who's that? A person. Well, I, I was just trying to figure out who, what was their name? It was a person. Okay. Um, 
And no, no, like knock or shade. It's so just, you would have just asked me that question. So yeah, you can answer. I, I don't have to answer it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, now that I see it, like we're 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 all on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And someone says, "Well, we have to get all of the expenses. We have to get all of the expenses for one company mm-hmm. to account it for another company, but the two companies." are kind of the same. For instance, David Shans, like let's say David Shans is my main company where I do my coaching, consulting, and we have social proof, which is a can't like, uh, you know, recording and things of that nature. I have to buy a camera for the social proof podcast. But if I bought the camera from David Shans LLC, I can still use that camera because I need personal content to go sell the morning meetup or whatever, right? it's taken a year to figure out who does this company belong to. So I'm on the, I'm on the phone with these, uh, with like my, with, with the people. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like, let's just, it doesn't because they, they, I can both make a claim that I need this for this company. And that's been a like six month bottleneck on why this, why this camera needs to be allocated to social proof versus the creator's clubhouse when we both still need the camera. And it's been, it's like, I think when, when people are really, really detailed, they can't, they're, they're like mental blocks where we can't just get past it because they're like, it's so rigid in their thinking, but I'm not like that. So I'm like, let's just move forward. And I'm like, and I'm continuing to say on the call, listen, I'm not an expert. This is what y'all do, but I really don't think it matters where we have to go back six months to like understand where this came from. Let's just allocate it to whoever bought it. Cause I'm going to pay taxes on the companies anyway. And these people, everybody's on the call and they're like, well, yeah, I guess it really doesn't matter. (laughs) But it always takes somebody like outside of an industry to come in and say, okay, this is how we move forward. Like the people who started an Airbnb, they didn't come from the hotel industry if they did come from the hotel industry, they would see all the red tape on why you can't just rent out your house to somebody. Or Elon Musk didn't start working at Ford or he wasn't like in cars. He's a tech guy. He's like, yo, why can't we just put some tech on a car and just make that joint go? If the if there was like executives at Ford Motor Company or, Jet or, um, or I don't know, Honda or whatever, they would probably see all the reasons why you can't have a car run by itself. But because someone's not in it, they're outside of it. They're like, oh, why don't we just do this? So it's, it's been really, it's been a really, really cool experience. And I realized that um, I hired a lot of people and um, I hired them because I had the money, but like more people don't necessarily mean a more efficient business. It Mm -hmm. means like a less efficient business because it's just more people. Right. And it's, I was at, man, I was, I, I, I cut my, um, my payroll in half. I cut it by like 60%. Did you cut it? Yeah, mm. absolutely. I cut some, some people left, but I'm like, dang, I ain't really need that person. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's a few thousand dollars a month that I don't have to pay. And, and we're still rolling. We're just, it's good. So how was that process for you having to cut some of your team? I do not want to talk about this. <laughs> entrepreneurs need to know that's a fact yeah how was that what what was that process like for you having to cut some of your team uh i had to to grow up Mm -hmm. tell me more be a man and say what needs to be said 
but because I I just don't. I don't like tough conversations. I don't know. I don't like conflict. I don't, um, they're just uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but, um, it's, it, it's been, um, it's been a growth process because it actually gets easier and easier to have hard conversations when you just decide to have hard conversations. It gets easier and easier. And through that, I've been having like hard conversations with people outside of business and it's just making it a little easier for me. Were you coached at all on having hard conversations? No, I read a couple of books, watched some YouTube videos. <laughs> Y'all, let me just tell you guys this. Uh, Shans had to have a hard conversation with someone on his team that we needed to let go. Shans could not have the conversation. Shans made me have the conversation. (laughs) Shans made me have the conversation. And then I had to relay to him how that conversation went. And he's like, wow, you're so good at that. How do you just like do that with a straight face? And you have to, as an employer, as a person, but especially, especially, especially as an employer, you have to be really okay with having tough conversations or have somebody on your team. And that's like direct insight to you as to what a COO does, because had you had a COO in place, that would be the person that you would lean on Mm -hmm. to have that tough conversation because the CEO always looks good. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm always good. I'm for, Oh my God. They had that conversation with you. (gasps) Oh, sorry. That worked out that (laughs) way. (laughs) Right. Um, so what do you do now that you know that you, you said you eliminated your payroll by about 60%. Yep. Now moving forward, how do you make hiring decisions? Um, one, my objective is to either not do the hiring, find somebody to actually hire the person because if someone else hires them, then somebody else could fire them. But also, um, putting together some sort of fail safe where there's a metric that needs to be hit. If we don't hit this in three, four months, then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll part ways. And if we say that up front, it makes it a lot easier when three, four months, ah, we didn't hit it. We can part ways. So it's never that easy. Well, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is something that I'm learning. If we say, if let's say a salesperson comes on and we're saying, okay, we need $10,000 a month in sales mm-hmm. and you're doing $5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an easier conversation. Yo, we tried it for four months and uh, I'm just giving an example. For sure. For sure. But it, it, it makes a little easier that we are, we are testing each other out right mm-hmm. now. You're not super obligated because you might not like me as a boss and I'm cool with that. If, if we have this term, like at the end of this term, we have a conversation and if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but we'll both learn something. You'll learn something about who you really want to work for, or I'll learn something about who I really want in that particular position. So I'm committed to learning and I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to do it all the way, right. A hundred percent as we go, but I am so thankful for, um, kind of the season that we're in right now. Yeah. So I see a lot of entrepreneurs, um, especially as you're going from the solopreneur phase to now needing a team. I see a lot of entrepreneurs who go on this hiring spree. Oh, I just need to hire, 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 hire. And you really don't have any strategy for hiring or how you're going to utilize your team. 
And it's almost like having a big team is more of a vanity metric than it is a necessity or a strategy, right? Oh, I've got 15 people, 20 people, 33 people who work for me and we're all going. (gasps) And what I noticed in like the pandemic and even the years to follow Many of these entrepreneurs uh, and some who have coached me who's like, yeah, we've got this office in San Fran and we've got 65 people who work on staff. Now they've got eight people who work on staff. The time of what happened economically forced them to first admit financially, we just can't continue to do this. We have to operate more more strategically. And now they've got a team of eight people who are getting the same job done. Profits are higher. Performance is all over higher because you're able to put more training and resources and infrastructure into a smaller team. Do you feel like when you were on your hiring spree and just hiring, 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 do you feel like you got caught in the trap of the vanity metrics? No, no, because I didn't. I quite honestly, I didn't even know how many people I'm like, we just had the, the number just kept growing. And I looked up one day, I'm like, dang, we got 15 people on staff. Then I start talking to my other friends. They're like, yeah, I got four. I got three. Yeah, it's about five people work for me. And I'm like, dang, you make more money than me with less people. Oh, but the cool thing is I don't, I don't necessarily regret it because like we even made more money with the more people. My objective now is can we make more money with less people? So mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't regret it necessarily. And I'm not afraid of like this recession that's coming because we're just leaning more into creating content. And I believe that as we create content and we're not super focused on I'm focused on content and community. Those mm-hmm. are my only two things that I'm leaning into. If we're in a recession, I know that people are always going to consume content, period. People are addicted to content. I believe it's like selling drugs. When do you stop using drugs? You got to like really muster up the curse. You got to make a post. I'm going 30 days without social media. You got to make a whole little resolution to get off this drug. You know what I mean? And second is community. And I believe we're we're starting to see a lot of people are collaborating now. Mm -hmm. Right. But we've been there. We've been like bringing people together. All y'all in the morning meetup, right? We're going to grow together. So that's my focus. I figure if we are, if it's cold outside, the more people together, the less we all suffer because we're all not going to freeze if we're all together and we can grow off each other and in the community. Like he's doing some work for us right now. He's in the community, mm-hmm. right? I've paid Brittany and had her refer other people. Like I refer other people. So we make money. We just continue to circulate. So um, no, nah, I, I don't regret any of it though. Yeah. Because I learned so much. Definitely. I don't I don't think that there is a reason for you to regret anything. I'm glad that you've learned. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you've learned. It's the you ever um, y'all have like a significant other or a spouse and you're constantly saying, oh, you should do this. You should do this. And they're constantly saying the opposite. They don't do it. They never, ever, ever do it. Then they leave the house, go have lunch with the homie. And then they come back and like, I got this great idea. I need to do this. That's David. And I, I have been telling David, you you should probably like be more strategic in your hiring. You should probably create like job descriptions, get really clear on what these people are supposed to do. Dave, I don't think you need so many people to do what it is that you're doing. Well, what do they do? You should be a little clearer. Do you know how to access what they have access to? Now, somebody else goes and tells David and he's like, 
you know what I've really learned over the last 30 days. Nah, it wasn't <laughs> no one telling me. It's like you're in a situation and you learn. So you did, you did. But I'm saying it's not like someone else coached me. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Even though it's what Donnie just said. It's like going it's through. It's exactly what happened. Right. Yeah, no, who else told me? I don't know, but you're no speaking one. so profoundly right now. Somebody has to be in your ear. No, you learn. You don't have I to don't have a coach. Mean. You get beat up 20 times. You learn some stuff. Yeah. You just learn by being in the fight. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you don't necessarily always have to have a coach teaching you how to swim. Jump in the water enough times. Get a little pool. Keep going to the pool. You'll learn something, right? What's crazy is I know how to swim backwards, but not forwards. Something is broken with you. Yo, I because I... It was like this like relaxing moment where I had, I just jumped on my back and I was like, ooh, that was cool. It was like last like two seconds and then I like stood up again. But then it lasted four seconds, then five seconds. Now I could just float and go backwards. It's crazy. I just learned it. Nobody taught me. But I think uh, that's why I'm so, I'm so thankful. And yes, Donnie did help me along this journey for sure. David is broken. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. But at least I know it. Yes. Most people, in all seriousness, don't even know it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I am. I. F- all right. Let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black 
today. Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation Again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir, turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. I feel like my, for me, I am one of, especially in business, I am one of the most profound people because I don't feel like I got to put on no front. I don't got to convince y'all that Mm -hmm. I'm super elegant or I'm the best in the world at anything. I don't have to convince y'all. And I I don't have that pressure. So Mm -hmm. I'm willing to go through the lumps and the bruises and some people don't want to get beat up because they don't want to get beat up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I you think, gotta, that's the only way to learn how to fight. I think that's one of the reasons that our brands do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many people who feel the pressure of having to be perfect. You have to have the perfect hair, the perfect makeup, the perfect white teeth, the perfect everything. And you can't let anybody know that you don't know something. Mm-hmm. You can't let anybody know that things aren't working out or that you made a mistake. And um, one thing that I appreciate from both of us is the transparency. Like, community comes so organically because we're real people who are building like we're seven figure earners for the first time. We hadn't done this before. Like we didn't, we didn't follow a manual or any type of protocol. We're, we're literally learning as we go. And the beauty about what it is that we do is as we learn something, it's like, Ooh, okay. We need to tell everybody else. It's like, we'll go test it, dip our toe in the water and come back and let you know, it's cool to swim. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really important in entrepreneurship yeah. and it's an element that's missing in most people's brands is yeah. the, the authenticity and the transparency is a missing component in most people's brands. So ask yourselves, even if you're struggling to connect with people or customers or to build a community, ask yourself, like, how how transparent and authentic Am I? And that doesn't mean, you know, tell all your relationship business and every time your butt itches or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it does mean like the people who should be connecting to me, what level of transparency do they need from me? Do I need to be taking them behind the scenes? Do I need to expose parts of my personal life? Do I need to keep an arm's length distance in certain areas? Like we're so transparent, but very private. 100%. There's a formula to that. Very transparent, but extremely private. You know nothing about me that I don't desire for you to know. But you know, you feel like you know everything, <laughs> right? People feel like they know everything. Yeah. They know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. Every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together, and this is you. 
There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing. We get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. Hey, you know what? I'm really glad we're going through this process of like over hiring when we have 15 when I really needed eight mm -hmm. um, instead of hiring 400 when I need 150. So we see like these major layoffs, right? People are letting go of hundreds of people. Woo. I, I'm, I'm so glad I'm learning the lesson. And if you haven't overhired, you're going to learn the lesson. Yeah. It's just at what point? <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually, we're having a conversation and she was like, how do I prepare for an influx of customers coming in? You do what you can to prepare, but you won't be prepared. The only way you can prepare is after an influx comes and you realize, oh, crap, this thing is broken. Yeah. I've got to fix that. So then you have another influx. That thing's fixed, but this influx is bigger. But then you'll realize, whoa, I can't handle this. But why can't I handle it? Oh, because I need these two things in place. So whatever, whatever you all are going through, you have to embrace it and just be glad that you're experiencing it now. Yeah. Versus getting a hundred orders, right? You might be overwhelmed right now, right? I'd rather be overwhelmed with like five or six more orders that you can handle than something goes viral and you got 200. Mm -hmm. It will crash your company. Ooh, yes, it will. Have you ever been in a position, as you were telling that story, I'm just imagining being on a ship mm -hmm. and your company is the ship and one thing kind of breaks. There's a hole in the ship and you like stick your finger through. The water's starting to come through and you stick your finger through to plug it and you're like, whew, okay, I can wait on a solution. This works for now. And then you look over there and another hole has come through and you're stretched this way trying to plug this hole. And then you see another one in a toe and before you're like stretched in all these different directions all at one time. Build your company gracefully. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to identify and plug holes, which is, I think, essentially what people do when they're hiring. They're just trying to plug holes, just plug a hole, plug a hole, plug a hole. When eventually, as the ship continues to move and grow and expand, the hole, the, the plug is just going to pop out. Right. You've got to actually fix it. You've got to take that broken piece off that broken piece of wood off and you've got to put a new piece on and and get that back together. And most people are running businesses just plugging holes. And in order to make that make sense for you, one thing, one lesson that I have learned is that you never throw good people at bad systems. That's the essentially the same thing is just plugging a hole, plugging a hole, plugging a hole. And if you keep doing that, your business is going to explode, mm -hmm. right? It's going to explode and then it becomes too late. So you have to really, really have a clear understanding of who do I need? And I always recommend minimal viable, minimal viable, meaning what is the least amount that I need to do or to expect to stay alive, to stay viable, right? Instead of saying, okay, we get 30 customer service requests a day or an hour, I need three people on customer service. Maybe, maybe not. Why are you getting 30 customer service requests at your level of business an hour? 
let's fix what's broken. It's, it's not just a person issue. It's deliverability for your program, deliverability for your offer, a fulfillment issue. Let's figure that part out. And you'll find that one customer service person is really enough because what ends up happening is, and I know that this has been my experience we're plugging holes, I'm plugging holes in our higher team. And then once I'm able to breathe a little bit and actually repair the broken piece, I've hired this person and I really don't have anything for you to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel really guilty about having to let you go. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, do you let this person go or do you deal with the guilt and continue to pay? And in my case, I have dealt with the guilt and continued to pay. Mm-hmm. But you really, really, really need to let them go. <laughs> yep, for sure. I had a conversation with um a uh, another videographer yesterday, and I'm like, okay, well, we need uh, someone paired with Reese, kind of like side by side. And if we have another booking, they can shoot that while Reese is shooting this and things of that nature. So he gave me a number, and I this is the exact conversation I had with him. Like I was like, all right, well, um. That's a fair number, but uh, I, I'm planning to put you here based on me marketing, getting more clients in. Cause I know I'm, I'm focused on getting more people to like book and things of that nature. Right. Or like I have this, this one program, it's, you know, $5,000. We shoot your podcast. We do everything for your podcast. Right. But I can't grow it because I don't have the other person in place. Now the, the person that I have, if we don't get any other um, bookings or I don't have anything else for him to do outside of what we need. I'm okay paying this number and not having to let you go. Mm-hmm. But the number you're asking me for, if, if it's not enough activity, I'm going to feel like, Oh wow, I don't have enough activity to pay the number that you want. And then eventually I'm going to have, we're going to have to have a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I can pay this number and this will fulfill all the stuff that I need. And you know, have you do the other stuff is extra on top. So that's interesting. You said that I literally just had this conversation. Like I don't, I don't want upfront though. I don't want to have to let you go. Yeah. Yeah. And what was his response? He was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Most people, like (laughs) (laughs) most people who need a job will say, all right, cool, let's do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's another strong point to consider. Not just do I need this team member? Do I need Mm -hmm. the staff member? Can I afford to keep them employed? Like when business is like, look at your trends of what you've done over the last six months, over the last 12 months at your lowest performance, your lowest dip performance. If that were to happen again with this new person on team, can you sustain both company profitability and salary? Yeah. That's something really, really important to consider because as entrepreneurs, sometimes we also Like you have you have maybe more than but right now, as I'm thinking, two types of employers as small business owners like us in this room, Mm -hmm. you have the one that says I am going to go and find the cheapest labor I can find and get as much productivity out of them as possible because, you know, that's just what I feel like I can do. I'm, I'm a small business and that's what I do. And then you have the other one who says. No, I believe in paying people what they're worth. And I remember being in job on jobs myself and not feeling like I was being paid my worth and I'm going to pay them max. So if market says that the salary for this position is $5,000, they're getting 5,000 or better. 
When you are looking at like salary reports of what you should be paying a person, you also have to consider that oftentimes these are Fortune 500s with multi-millions and millions and millions of dollars and budgets, right? And your small business that's knocking on the door of six figures, maybe even seven figures, and your ability to staff and that company's ability that you're modeling to staff are very, very, very different. Um, one thing, I don't even know how this turned into like a hiring conversation, <laughs> but since I'm here, when you're looking to hire and trying to figure out staff, there's um, a couple of websites like salary.com. There's also like just simple as career builder or indeed where you can go and see what's being paid in the marketplace for this role. One thing as small businesses that most people aren't doing, and I, I would bet everything that you didn't do it when you're putting your team together and you probably still haven't done it. When you're putting your team together and you're deciding <laughs> teach a lesson. You're gonna who, <laughs> who you need. I've managed at an executive level many portfolios and there is a budget for every department. There is a salary budget, but then it's broken down per department. So marketing, we are budgeted to spend say $10,000 a month. So if you bring in someone who's $6,000 a month on salary for marketing, then you only have $4,000 a month left for actual marketing fulfillment. So it's really important to put a budget together and determine here's what I can afford to pay in payroll period and then break that down to say per department based on my market research this is what I'm paying in each it's not about how much you need to make it's about how much I can afford to pay and either you can you can deal with that or you can keep applying for other jobs yeah right and uh, before we start hiring people we probably got to make some money first yeah yeah like you gotta yeah. do what you can to go make some money yeah. you know what i mean like i i i just I, I think people are caught into the you know working smarter and not harder and you really just need to work harder or like make your hard work smarter but like we don't necessarily need a whole team like you need to figure out how you can maybe systematize first a process before you even bring somebody on you know what I mean? So if you have a a very uh, labor intensive, let's say for instance you make bags, right? You make them by yourself. You don't sew them, right? Well, let's say for instance somebody was like sewing. You make bags. You're sewing them, and it's like custom order. The first thing we we naturally start to think is, oh, I need to find somebody else to make the bag. Mm -hmm. Well, that may not be the best first step. Maybe the first step is to create three different patterns and people get three different patterns of bags. So you're making the same bag and maybe they just get to choose a different color. And if we only have three like styles or whatever to choose from, or like maybe there's like an add on, you can have it with a pocket or without a pocket. That's just systematizing. So now I don't have to wait for somebody to put in an order. I already got the basis of a few bags. I could just put the pocket on this one. So now I'm systematizing my process where I can get more done and I can make more money because it's less to choose from. It's not 100% custom. And I'm not saying that's the answer, but we got to think of how we can be more efficient. And this is what I'm learning. How can we be more efficient where we are? And I, I, I like when I first started my business, that's what I had to learn. Like how can, I don't got money to pay nobody right now, but 
I don't want to work as hard as I'm working, mm-hmm. but I ain't got money to pay nobody. <laughs> so how can I make more money without paying somebody yeah. and having less time? This is like the, the triangle that I'm, I'm yeah. like focused on and just fixing the system. And, you know, it just gets higher and higher as a process. Like Donnie said, not throwing good people at bad systems, uh, making sure the system is best first and then put somebody on. So our, our podcast system is really dialed in right now. So I have no problem putting somebody in because I know what they're going to do. I've got the system down and I now I can just pour more on it and we can create more content because the system is straight already. So y'all need to just go make some more money and figure out how to make more money by working less. Because if you work less, then if you work more, you'll make more. Here's a question. So I know specifically about your journey and mine, like Mm -hmm. in the beginning, we were hours upon hours upon hours, like no sleep work for sure back at it again. I'm seeing now in a lot of budding entrepreneurs, it's like, okay, I want to start a business. I've secured my LLC, got my bank account, EIN number. I've got operating hours. Yeah. And I I don't want to work this hard. Like it's (laughs) immediately, I put my website out. I put my website up, got that together and I'm done. Like who can I hire? How can I become more efficient? At what point, like, when do you think you should even start thinking about backing up and not doing as much work? Um, I think you should always be thinking about it. Not that the desire is to work less, but whatever amount of work you're doing right now, how can I make more money working the same amount of time that I'm working right now? That's, that was my thought process. Right. I, I'm not afraid of the hard work, but I don't want to work hard and hit a ceiling. I just want to, I, I want to work hard, but if I work this amount of time, if I'm putting in, let's say 50 hours a week, how can I make $1,200 instead of 800? How do I do that? Working the same sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm out. And then you got to like really think through that that 60 hours that you're working isn't 60 hours. It's like 12 because a lot of filler time in there. And how do I eliminate some of that filler time? How can I eliminate? Yo, some of some of the elimination is not working and using social media at the same time. You ever be working on a project? So let's say, for instance, you're writing a book and you're writing the book, but your phone is there. And eventually you find yourself on social media and you put it down and you write some more. You might have sitting there for 20 for two hours, but you probably did maybe 30 minutes of writing. And there 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 needs to be some sort of. um, So this is a process that I went through. I would have all these T-shirt designs. Right. And I'd be looking at which design is best really, really dope. Okay. I like this one. I like that one. I like this one. And then I'd send it to my friends. Hey, what you think about these four? Which one you like best? And I'd send it to like 10 people. And that took a long time because <laughs> then I'm having conversations with the people. They're telling me all the stuff to change. And I said, you know what I should do? 
I got these four designs. I'm going to have everybody come over to my house and we're going to look at them on the TV and we're going to have the conversation right then and there. Everybody's involved. We co- Some people don't like what everybody chose, but I get the majority. And that took one evening of just hanging out with some people. So I, I just found myself going through this process. Let me just bring everybody here. Let's just have a conversation together. Because Donnie might say, well, I like this, but I don't like that one. Brittany might say, well, I like this one, but I don't like that one. Then I'll come back to Donnie and say, hey, a lot of people said they like this part of it. And he'll be like, well, maybe you change that. Then I take that back. That I'm like, I'm still, I'm still working hard to get it done. But this is one of my ideas on how can we be more efficient? How can we get more content out? So when y'all are here, and so Donnie was like, instead of 10, we're going to shoot at 1030. What do we do? We did Q&A. I'm not wasting no time. I'm here. Mm-hmm. If I'm here, let's work. What are we doing? This, this is more content we're going to throw on social media. And more people are going to tap into the Social Brew Podcast. More people are going to join the morning meetup. Let's just well, let's work. I'm not afraid of work, but let's just make sure the work is efficient as possible. Mm. So. I like that. Efficiency is key. What have you found, Dave, to be your number one? It's like an interview. Good. <laughs> you like it? I like the interview a lot. What what have you found to be not even all time right now? What is your number one challenge as an entrepreneur? Uh um my number number one challenge. I got a lot of challenges. Yeah, what's what's that one though that's like if I could just figure this out, it would make everything else easier. Uh whoo. Um, uh, hiring. Really? Yeah. Hmm. There's still like, I need an executive assistant. Okay. I need another role. I'm not going to say right now. Tell me about it. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> You'll be watching it. You know what I mean? I need this other role. And I, I actually went on, um, uh, I went on onlinejobs.ph for mm-hmm. one of the roles and we got a, a whole, well, two of the roles actually, for, actually both of those roles. And we got a bunch of um, uh, applications in mm-hmm. and I haven't gone through them. And then you sent me a bunch and I haven't gone through them. And I don't think the, I don't think, well, one of my problems is crossing over in terms of like time management because I have to allocate time to do that. But I cannot, I cannot work when I'm at home. It's over. If my daughter sees me, it's up. Mm-hmm. Okay. She wants to play period, but I don't like coming home too late. So like all the stuff that I got to do, I got to do it in a particular time window. But I think the other half of that is, man, I don't want to have to go through all these different personalities. Mm-hmm. Pick one. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go through the hiring process. Yeah, I don't want to go through the hiring process. And then I got to go through a hiring process of hiring somebody that's going to go through the hiring process of hiring the other stuff that I need. So I know just knowing you, I don't think that you should be the first point of contact. Oh, I think sure that you should be a second or a third interview. So how do you solve that problem? Yeah, but I mean, you got to still hire the other people that are going to do the first and second one. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to have to hire somebody that's going to like hire people, but I don't want to hire the person that's going to hire the people. The only person that you should be responsible hiring is the one that's going to be working the closest to you. Exactly. The executive assistant, right? Got a I, million. Well, you haven't told me all the positions. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
That's the main one. Okay. Because there's so much stuff That's that needs. That's the need. one oh resume, set of resumes you just won't go through. You asked me my biggest problem. Yeah. So it's not your biggest problem isn't hiring. Your biggest problem right now is sitting down and actually going through the information that you've requested and that, received like that's three times. hiring. No, that's prioritizing. So let's say, for instance, but there's so there are some things that we all like put off because we don't want to do the thing. And we'd rather just do the stuff that we're doing or the stuff that we like. So I, I so in my mind, the hiring process is sitting down and going through all these people, knowing in the back of my mind, it's a possibility that I'm going to hire the wrong person. And they're going to be a headache. Oh my God. And then you just get rid of them and you. Right. You I'm, get rid I'm of telling y'all my biggest problem. Going. Okay. This is a challenge. This is the thing for me. Yeah. But I, I have to just do it. Yeah. It's got, yeah, for sure. You guys have to have a microphone. Yeah, because then, then it's just all. in the pocket. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you, well, yeah, you, you have sure. to just do it. And that wasn't a bad idea to sure have a recruiter idea. or a staff. So, um, Neo has a, um, he has a, he has an HR department. Yeah. Right. And he said, yo, the HR department, you can hire that person. And they're like a few thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And they'll go through and hire everybody. So I guess that's staffing agencies, core it's not sort a of. Staffing agency, the but HR. Yeah. Well, they would do that particular role, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, they would create the um, the policies and procedures, the handbook, the system, things of that nature, and they go through the hiring process. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good stuff. What's your biggest issue? Did you have a question? You have a microphone over there. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me ten thousand? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars. Would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. All right. No, I was just um, commenting and feeling your pain because I found myself in the same situation as far as hiring because I hired from my heart. Mm-hmm. Instead of from my head. Oh, it's terrible. And so terrible. I, and so yeah. And so everybody that came in, my other staff would be in the back, like, hey, watch they come out with a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they used to be picking on me about that because I hired everybody. I thought I was like Oprah. Yeah. Like, you get a job. You get yeah. a job. <laughs> but anyway, how I um ended up um I had to put um like I hired part-time mm-hmm. um an HR person that came in as a gatekeeper. And she would, um, it was like work like ten hours a week, and she would just um, take review all the the um, applications, resumes, and then she does the first and second 
interview and then she finally bring them to me Good. and you know I, I trusted her judgment over mine anyway because, oh for sure and so that was just you know because i found myself in a bad dilemma yeah. at like 30 something employees and my <coughs> business partner come in and say man it don't take all of this yeah man <laughs> don't then, take all that <laughs> nothing i'm talking about down to three or four yeah and did much more that's amazing yeah donnie you know you could um pay me a couple dollars <laughs> I'd knock that out for you. Uh-huh. You can pay me. I actually paid you one time. Dave, you don't follow. It was convoluted. No, no, don't, don't say it wasn't. Through. No. <laughs> it was a little convoluted. Yeah. But that's for a sales team that you still need to execute. Exactly. <clears throat> so the way I was operating is I'll throw money at the problem, and I'm hoping the money, the person who catches the money, Solve the problem. Well, at that time, you didn't have the systems or the offer to sell. You just wanted a sales team. But you sold me a. You knew my situation. No, so it's actually your fault because you sold me a. You sold me a service. No, don't don't try to don't try to clean it up now. I had to pay Dave some money, and he said, "Pay me the money less this." So when I'm ready for the sales team, this that doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. That's that's don't try to frame it like it's less. It's the it's money you owe me anyway. No, so, I owe you the service. Yes. When you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> what software are they using? If I knew the software, I wouldn't need you, Donnie. No, you need people. I'm, you're not hiring me well, for software. I don't know what I... So here's the thing. I know that there's something that I want to get done. Mm-hmm. So if, if I had the software and the system set up and you're just like going to find a salesperson and then you're going to trade. I don't need, I don't know. I just, you don't need that. I would need, I'm saying I wouldn't necessarily have to pay you what I paid you. I'm thinking in my mind, absolutely. I'm thinking in my mind, you'll at least tell me the things that I need to get this particular result. And then we'll go get them together. Right. But our conversation was when I'm ready. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it absolutely it was. It for sure wasn't. Chance, we were on a Delta flight no, no, sitting no. in rows Here's 2B and 2A. Because I said, no, yo, for, for one, eight months ago, I'm running as my, all right, Donnie, we need these salespeople. You're like, all right, cool. But that no, was, that no, no, was no. when, that was when, hold on, let me explain it. That was when, like, you were going through, like, you know, what you were going through. And for, I wasn't pressing no, you. For no reason. David said, "You, if we're being totally honest, you said, I got to get clear because I feel like, I am chasing money at this point. So mm-hmm. let's just hold off yes. because I feel like I'm chasing money and I just I just really want to be clear. Then what we talked about was, well, what you wanted the salespeople for was the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Well, the conversation that we've been having is, I don't know what I'm doing with the mastermind. For we're sure. not going to exhaust these resources and we're unclear. No, but when I was now, heavy in the mastermind, that's when I'd say You were we only it. heavy twice. But here's the thing. Exactly. But that's <laughs> what I needed it. So, but here's, here's, here's. You were only heavy twice. Okay. Let me, let me just make it clear. Okay. <laughs> me and Donnie do a podcast really, really good together. Yeah. Anything else. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> We are terrible. We do events well together. We do events well together for we sure. We do events well together. But it's just uh, because I think I I don't I don't know. It's just I don't be wanting to bother him. Then he says he don't be wanting to bother me. And then we get together to have lunch. We just talk about random life. stuff. <laughs> we be talking about life. But so when I say when you were about to ask me what's my biggest um, challenge in 
business right now. So I don't know, but I know a couple of things that I desire to work on. Number one, I realized that in this situation, I'm just going to have to be the leader. Right. I desire for you to be. I the said leader. that mad times, though. Yeah, I don't I don't need to be the leader, but I see that I'm going to have to be the leader. So Shans, I don't think understands what that means from me. But you'll find out. Okay, Tell me, let's so, talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Where am I? Because I said this to Johnny the other day, <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, if like I have an idea, and then I'll I'll tell it to Donnie, like, yo, let's do it." And now I'm realizing it's never going to get done. Mm-mm. However, if I have that same idea, I'm just going to go after. I'm just going to go do it without the involvement of people. Then later I have to come in and say, "Okay, well, this is something that you do." She's probably the same way. If she has ideas, she's mm-hmm. going to go after it. But in terms of like us coming up with a concept together, I'm waiting on her to do stuff. She waiting on me to do stuff. And all this while, we're still running our own businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I I was I always tell Donnie like, "Yo, I I do a couple things well. I can promote something." I can make it cool. I can have an idea or a vision or how it's going to serve this market. But anything outside of that, he does not do well. But you also, um, you also like to be involved in the things that you don't do well. Give me an example. Give me an example. Give me an example. So that's not true. That is true. Give me an example. That is true. So we were looking for the attorney for, the um, foundation yes. for the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. I find a company and I'm like, Hey, I got a call with such and such on this day and time. Yes. Oh, I really want to be on that call, but I'm not lies, available. Lies, I'm not lies, available lies, lies, on lies. That Oh, that's not true. Oh Shans. my gosh. That's I, not hey, true. Chance. I found this company. I got the attorney figured out. I'm going to have an introductory call with them. Oh, I really want to be on this that call. That is not true I tell true him the day and all. the time for the call. He's not available. So I rescheduled the no, call. But, but what did I say? I said, if I can't do it, just do it. Because for, for no, one, no, 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 no. it's you not said, true because I've never gotten excited about a call. You did. You got excited. Oh, you my God. We were so. You are not telling the truth We were right not now. able to find an attorney who could do Let the things that we I needed them find. to do. And I tell Shans, I found this company, blah, blah, blah. I think I sent him the profile. He's like, ooh, I want to be on the call. So I tell him the day and time. That is definitely nothing I've ever got excited about. Do you think that you could change it to this day and time? And I said, I'll try. I've been trying to get on her calendar already. And then you said, if they're not available, then just go ahead and do the meeting without me. Okay. Well, now when I'm ready, like in go mode, I'm in go mode. Let me just do. Now I have to change things and I'm no longer like in go mode. So I so wish I could, cause that is not true. It was a phone conversation. I, yo, I'm that, yo, that's, that's, that, that's, it's incredible how untrue that is and how you, so not untrue. So she's like, yo, we got to find an attorney. So I think I call one and she's like, yo, I got another one. I'm like, all right, bet. Now where we are is she's like, she's like, yo, we like the attorney. I'm like, all right, pay the people. I was like, yo, we got to pay it. I don't have a card, but I just need the, the ACH information. Send it over to me. Donnie never sent it. That's not true. And this is not. I actually feel, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause I'm, I'm close to the conversation real quick. Oh my God. I think the first part that I'm talking about though was via text. I if mean, you via find phone, via phone. a text of me saying, Ooh, I want to be a part of that meeting. Now, you know that that didn't happen. We were on the phone when that part happened. Um, Hold on. I want to find this so bad. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the only time. Blah, 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 blah. She um, doesn't have the receipts, though. She 100% does not have the receipt. The I can stand on that. The only thing that I have is when I actually sent her your information. But this is when we were already on the call. The, yeah. the other part was we were actually on the phone. Hold on. I'm just. I. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal that 
I, I 100% get excited about a meeting. You and I, one thing I do remember is saying, hey, Donnie, if I can't make it, just take it. You did. You said that after asking me to, to accommodate your I schedule. I 100% didn't do that. He 110%. We, yo, you know what's crazy? We need like someone recording us at all, all times. Time. And you know what? I'm not going to talk to you on the, on the phone at all anymore. Ah! It is going to be text messages because we Anything need the record. Everything has to be. <laughs> we need time stamps and proof of every single thing. But I oh, say to you on the podcast, um, reluctantly, but I say it. I understand that I am going to have to just do it and show you the bill later. First off, you don't understand that. I told you that. No, You Shans, just come up with that as a realization on your own. We things together. But what do we say? And we it's just not going to work. But when I do this, I'm saying this, the reason that I'm saying this on the podcast, mm -hmm. because when I do it and you don't like it, don't matter. Do what? I'm, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. When I'm handling it, I'm handling it. Yes, and I trust it. That's it. I trust it. Done. We just did that on the podcast. But before we wrap up, um, we have a very important date happening this week. Is it this week? Yes. Oh. <laughs> probably not this week. <laughs> it's probably not happening this week. <laughs> we have a listeners. very important date happening. And um, everybody, it's going to be Shan's birthday. It's his birthday tomorrow. Tomorrow is relative. Based tomorrow on is relative. This. Whenever you guys see this, <laughs> wish him a happy birthday the next day. Okay. But tomorrow is David's birthday. And I have been like. You got me a car? <laughs> Do I look like Dre? Oh. <laughs> no. Um, I have been racking my brain trying to think about because in previous years we've like given each other like super expensive designer stuff and you know just I appreciate I love that stuff and I know you do too but I also enjoy like really thoughtful gestures nah don't try to go cheat my turn <laughs> nah I see what's going on here you try to go <laughs> normally it's expensive but I want to go with something heartfelt nah I need expensive run me my high end <laughs> Um, so I got you, I got you floor mats for the Tesla. Oh, wow. Thank you. I did not get you floor mats for the Tesla. <laughs> so no, I've been like racking my brain and Dre. It's not a bad idea though. Really? Father's day. If you don't have that figured out, I'll hook it up. Um, <laughs> we've been thinking and we've been thinking and trying to figure out like, what does David actually need? Right. You just ask me. I don't want to ask you because you never give good answers. What do you feel like you actually need? Yeah. <laughs> Some Tesla mats would be cool. Um, maybe like not, not like an expensive one, but like a kind of like a, a, a cheap piece of land. What do you need from me? <laughs> Yeah, some little land. I mean, you can find some land, 60000 70000 in Atlanta. Find something cheaper than that. Just ask me what I want. You want sewage? 
I can find those and purchase Land. those. Or, or even like a fixer-upper. Okay. So we're going to bring it down just a little, right? <laughs> if you had to, if you, if you picked whatever you wanted, what do you feel like you need right now for your birthday? Um, an executive assistant. Okay. 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 So for your birthday, that wasn't on the list. I'll add it. I will do the first interview with your, send me all the resumes. You have to actually send the resumes. You have the resumes though. Well, you have a a lot of resumes. Those people are employed by now. I doubt it. Shans, you just got new resumes. Did you not enjoy any of them? I didn't look at them. Okay, so offline, we're going to talk about it. I'll do the first resume. I'll do the first, I'll review the resumes, do the first round of interviews and send you my favorite candidates to do the second round. Set all that up, right? That's a birthday gift. But what I'm also getting, uh, what I'm also doing is for the rest of this month, I am treating you to David's self-care journey. Mm, Okay, okay. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And it's all kinds of things. Well, we're starting, so we're about to start. What's that self care? It's. <laughs> I don't know how happy. What would you say? <laughs> oh, working out is absolutely self care. But he's doing that. He's doing that on yeah, his own. I'm, I'm, I'm all self care doesn't make you happy though, and that's like people. You know, for some people, self care are things that you actually need to express that you care about yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to love the process. Mm-hmm. But these things that I'm, I'm doing for you, you're going to like. And I'm not going to tell you everything because each week you're going to have a new surprise. Oh. I just need a date and a time. We start on Friday. How's Friday at 1130 looking for you? This Friday mm-hmm. morning, 1130 a.m. I'm shooting. Uh, I'm shooting a podcast for a uh, somebody's going to be on a network. So I'll be done by like one thirty. One thirty. You'll be done well, by one. Yeah. No. We started at 11. Okay. So I'm done by like one. Can you make an appointment at one? I think I can make an appointment. We got to do something at one. Well, no, nah, it's not going to be like an hour episode like that. It's just, I might yeah. be able to make one o'clock. One o'clock. Your first thing, because you have, um, because you sit in this illustrious chair and it's a really deep chair I want you to be in your best shape and mobile and flexible. And you were starting with your chiropractic appointment. So you're going to go to the chiropractor. 15 minutes. So can we do nine o'clock in the morning? Mm -mm. I already cleared his schedule and available times. So one o'clock on Friday. You just did the one o'clock? I did that yesterday. How'd you know it was one o'clock? You said 11. No, 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 no. He gave me all his available time. See? Anything earlier, like 10 something? No, 11.30. I asked for 10. He didn't have that. So we got 1130, 1230 or one are our options. I do one, yeah. Okay, one o'clock. So we're starting with chiropractor, but we a couple of other things that you're going to do, we're taking you for a facial. You're going to get a whole little facial situation going on. Get up under that beard, get real comfortable. We're taking you, uh, you're going to be treated to a massage, a two hour massage. So that's going to be really, really dope. You'll have two hours. You can either use two hours at once or an hour a piece. Yeah, let's break it up. Break it up. Um, and we're going to do something about these and those. Um, 
those are just a couple of things, but we're really, I'm really focused. And for those of you who um, are wondering, Dre helped me come up with all these ideas sure. because I wanted to do something that um, I wanted to do something that shows you how appreciated you are. Right. Like I know that you feel appreciated by your community all the time. Um, but I really want you to know how appreciative I am of you and the doors that you've helped to open um, for me, David and I met, you guys can go back to previous episodes to see like the crazy way that we met and how the relationship has formed over the years. But you are a superhuman. Aww. You are. You're a superhuman and you're a really, really good man. Right. You're you're not just a good person, but you're a good Man, And it's important for people to understand that you love on people with integrity. You've never taken advantage of our friendship and our relationship. You've always like opened doors for me and even doors that I didn't want to walk through. Like he's pushed me through some doors. I'm like, Dave, I don't want to do it. We're going to do it. Right. Um, and then even just like the accountability and making sure that I reach my goals and all this stuff, like none of that goes unnoticed or unappreciated. Like the way you let me clown you when you deserve it, like these shoes <laughs> that you have on with this outfit, like you don't even get mad. Right. And I just want you to know. <laughs> you were doing so good. You were doing so good. David is there like to just shoot the crap and just talk about nothing. David has been there to talk about some of my most important life moments, some of my most hurtful and happiest life moments. David gave my daughter one of her very first jobs as an entrepreneur, um, working for an entrepreneur. Like you've been there for some really major moments. And now we're here, we're doing this and we're stuck together for life. And wow. I appreciate you. And I think one of the biggest ways to show appreciation is to force a person who doesn't prioritize caring for himself into caring for himself. So there's that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I am looking forward to it. Thank you. Yes. Right, thank you. Thank and, you. And, and the thing is, like, he doesn't appreciate any of this right now, right? He's looking like chiropractor, nails. You have to do it, Dave. We are going to, and, and my accountability to you in the upcoming year outside of financial goals is to make sure that you're putting yourself first. Like, none of this happens without you. If something happens, I got to keep the social proof podcast going. And you know how hard it is to get me in the studio to like do <laughs> content consistently. It's just going to, that's what you want for this. Is that what you want? <laughs> so we got to make sure that you are the man and you're staying in tip top shape and you're feeling good, looking good, maintaining good, aging well, and loving on yourself. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm committed. Thank you so much. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. And I appreciate everybody here be, uh, being here too, man. It's just, it warms my heart to know that, um, that you're appreciated. Thank you. You are, you really, I mean, you really are. And, and I, I know because we've had the conversation, I know that you take that for granted. Um, and it's really hard to show, like it's difficult to show appreciation outside of thank you. I appreciate you. And we all say all they had to do was say thank you. But sometimes you do so much. You're really looking for just a little bit more like because you go out of your way. You do things that you don't have to do. Like you never had to include me on the Social Proof podcast. You would have been just fine without me. Now, sure, I came and I'm lit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it, it worked in our favor, but it's nothing that you had to do. 
And so sometimes it's, it needs to be more than just thank you. Sometimes it needs to be more than I appreciate you with words. And we got to really start showing people who extend themselves the way that you do to not just me, to so many people like you're consistent. You are consistent at being a good human. And so this is what we're doing. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's what's up. That's a really good way to end off this podcast episode. You know, and you know what you all can do that are watching uh, if you want to show some appreciation, join the morning meetup. Yeah. Okay? And yeah, literally, and it, it sounds kind of funny, but um, I think I'm gonna go live. Like that could be a birthday gift of people just like joining the community and investing in themselves because the fact that we have like this many people in the studio, it just, the energy is just different mm-hmm. when like you're surrounded around people. Um, and I really, really love uh, the community that we're building in uh, 2023. We will be on the road. Yes, we, we will. The streets, nervous, we the streets, but... and um, just uh, just continue to make the world a better place. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thank you. And the other thing that you can do, um, it, to show Dave some appreciation, here we go. Here it comes. You can cash at me. <laughs> no, hear me out. Hear me out. You can cash at me for the next thirty days to Donnie Wiggins, D O N N I W I G G I N S. Any kind of a love offering, and I will continue to add self-care uh, activities for David to indulge in. Oh, that's what's um, up. Yep, so, so just cash at me, Donnie Wiggins. Put Dave or David or social proof as the subject. She gonna buy it because if you don't, <laughs> all the fillets and lobster tails I want. So Dave, David, or social proof, and I will continue to invest in self care for the next day, thirty days for David. So we can start right here in the studio audience. Like, just, y'all you know I mean? <laughs> all right, um, yeah, good episode. Yes, this was good. good Did y'all good. enjoy it? Good, 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 good. good. Before we just like roll it out, can we get one or two takeaways? We got a large audience in here today. Yeah, like ideally one. somebody that's on a couch so that we can have you on video. Uh what up, B? Summer? Uh anybody? You got a takeaway? Questions? We comments? need a mic right here. That one was that one on? Hello, hello. Okay. Right, go for it. Um so <laughs> All right. So my takeaway is the hiring part. Um, I was able to hire my first full-time employee this year. Congratulations. And um, one of the things I realized is I value him so much because he takes away the manufacturing part of the business. Mm -hmm. And I realized that Instead of paying him, like, oh, we were paying like $13 an hour. And instead of that, I'm like, okay, I want to give him something. And I don't know if this is a lot, but I'm like, you would never make no less than $200 a week, no matter if our days are slow or our days are high. And he really appreciate that. But then I, it dawned on me, like, ah, sometimes he might only work two days. Is it worth the $200? So I contemplated on, should I um, uh, pay him a minimum, but then pay him off of how many bottles he make each week, 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. my takeaway is valuing your employees and um, giving them an offer that allows them to stay and feel appreciated. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yep, good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Anybody else? One more takeaway. Yeah, I have one. My takeaway is short and simple: work harder, smarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. I love that. You had one too. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, my takeaway was just mostly like prioritizing your business, right? So I spend a lot of time helping other people financially with their with their business and growing budgets and things of that nature. And I've been feeling like, man, I'm I'm putting out a lot of money here, or there, or trying to figure out, but just trying to gain clarity on actually what I need before I invest into the next thing to mm. help myself out. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Good, good. All right. All right. Um, let's wrap this thing up, man. This has um, been an amazing episode. This episode is sponsored by David's birthday. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Amazing. And y'all know what to do. You're either joining the morning meetup or cash apping me and making sure that we're able to take care of David so he can take care of himself over the next 30 days. You'll find descriptions to our offers in the description box right under this video. Shout out to me. Come and see me on Instagram. Donnie Wiggins underscore. That's all I got today. Like, subscribe, share. We out. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.